the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like waiting for my manners. And, and the mirrors, like they, the mirrors kind of like spin open like 90 degrees, like they kind of rotate open. And all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. Just when I parted ways with monuments and so it was really, really desperate time of my life. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us like, yeah, this is my last show. So, like, basically back to the beast era. Dealing with this alcohol intake and we're at a Christian festival and it's supposed to be a Christian band. I was like, man, this, this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome, everyone, to another new episode of Dark Side of the Scene. I'm your host, Brandon Wright, alongside Ed Carrillo. What's up? Um, I'm actually drinking a Bud Light Lime today because, as funny as that sounds, I uh, had extra beer at my friend's diaper party. And I've never been to a diaper party ever in my life, so that's different. <laughs> but that's not good. I got anything to do with anything. So I'm actually drinking a beer tonight as well, except mine has a root in front of it. Oh, yeah, a, a good old since 1919 root beer, a good old uh, A&W because I have no alcohol in this house because I don't really drink that much. That's very considerate and kind of you. You should at least get like barks because it has bite. And the only reason I found out it has bite is because it's got caffeine in it. That's the reason. That's why it has bite. I thought it didn't have caffeine. No, it really does. That's what gives it the bite. Hmm. I didn't know that until like I looked it up. I'm like, why does it give? Okay, anyway. Um, I guess a, my turn to rant. I think I'm gonna rant about something. Um, go for it. Something about a previous uh, uh, guest we had, Seth. Um, he was talking about somebody making fun of his gear, and he had like, you know, professional grade gear. But there's also the other coin where like, you know, there's young kids who have like, I don't know cheap little amps and line six stuff and it's like i'm a gearhead myself but like if you're just a young person going on stage and you know that's all you could afford or whatever like i will not make fun of you as long as your music's good whatever like i'm not but i also feel like yeah that's just kind of elitism shittiness and then there's people that have expensive guitars that aren't really good at all like myself and (laughs) it's like at one point do you feel like gear is that more that much important more than music i mean and then there's the other the other side where like there's great musicians that have been playing for so long that that you just use cheap gear and i never understood that but at the same time like they just have what works with them but i feel like if you've you know played it long enough i think you deserve like something a little better just to treat yourself i mean there's a lot i guess a lot of musicians that are famous and they really don't give a fuck what they play. They don't know shit. They just grab whatever. And it's like, that's kind of cool too, because they just care about what they're writing. I, yeah. I, I think the best advice somebody ever says is like, you don't need better gear. You just need better ideas. And that kind of stuck with me. So I don't yeah. know. Just don't be a dick to somebody who can't afford whatever. And if they're happy with it, just let them be happy. 
I, I don't know. I mean, does that make sense? All this, you know? <laughs> yeah. It kind of right. goes back to what I said a couple episodes ago, and I probably come off like an elitist dick myself, but the story behind what I was saying about someone on line six combo amp or whatever, I don't give a fuck what they play on. It was the fact right. that they were talking shit about one of my guitar players who has like prestige, like primal fucking high end gear. And they were playing on like noob stuff is what I referred to it as because it's basically like something you would think would be like a starter kit. You know what I mean? Mm. And clearly if you're going to talk shit about someone else's gear, you might want to know a little bit more about your gear before you start to open your mouth. Well, then, that was, my, that was like, my thing. And I've seen your guitarists play live and it's like, holy shit. I mean, they're good. And like their stuff works for them, for the music. And it's, I don't see how anybody would make fun of them. You know, especially what, is it Anthony, right? You're talking about? Yeah, it was his stuff. That guy's the shit. Does he listen to this? I want to say shout out to Anthony. That guy's the shit. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> he doesn't care. Maybe if he, I don't know, maybe if a World of Warcraft uh, character is listen. Shout out to Anthony. Yeah. I've told him about listening to the podcast and everything, but I don't know if anyone really does. I've, I find a lot of people don't. Like, I was talking about it earlier with my band, and our bass player's not really into these, and I'm like, you'd be pretty interested if you really knew. Like, it's almost like a endless streaming radio station of all sorts of shit that you like versus like i guess that's what it is it's like different radio stations of your choice i wasn't even big into podcast up until beast era and i had like say I, I was out on jobs and everything and i just was listening to shit because i had to drive all the way down to indianapolis so i had like a hour and a half drive one direction and i got burned out on listening to music all the time so i started checking out podcast and I was like, hey, that ain't too bad. I always thought well, podcasts were a bunch of people sitting around bitching, and here we are. That's why. I, <laughs> I, that's why. I, yeah, I pictured everything relates to Joe Rogan, and I, I. Sorry, I can't stand that guy, but like, I never listened to his shit because I just can't stand him. But there's been a lot of great podcasts out there. So, like, again, thank, thank podcasts for making me interested in podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a guest on tonight that actually thought he was coming on last week so 10 <laughs> 10 minutes after we were supposed to start recording i get a message we're already recording with our other guests from a different episode and this guy's like well it's 10 minutes after everything all right i'm like your interview's not till like a week away dude <laughs> so it happens it happens hey at least he was anxious to get on here so i think we yeah. uh we've held him up long enough so we'll bring him on in here but before i do i've got to do a bit of the business want to say thanks to everyone out there that's been listening, keeping up with the podcast. Definitely appreciated. If you guys enjoy what we're doing or would like to give some suggestions about some stuff that we think or you think we can approve, just let us know. And I thought about this the other day. If anyone actually gives us a five-star review, like actually a five-star and write something out, I'll just click five stars. I will read every single five-star review on this episode and I give a shout out to the people that wrote it so if you want to be known in infamy on the world of podcasts forever give us a decent review and if you think we suck ass you can give us a shitty review too and you know what I appreciate that too I do too especially I would prefer to be someone not just sucking 
uh, I don't want to use that word. I'm going to turn that one down. Don't want to be sucking ass here and uh, giving us great reviews just because they think they're going to get a shout out. I'd rather people be honest. So Actually, I just want to know how my voice sounds. Like, What do the people think I sound like? Because I was listening to your, our stuff and I'm like, I sound weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I sound weird too. It is. I don't it like is. the sound of my voice. What do I sound like, audience? What do I sound like to you? Let me know. <laughs> that is your homework, people. Send an yep. email to uh Brandon, Brandon at dark side yeah. of the scene. Brandon at dark side of the scene dot com. Or post and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Or leave us a comment on the Facebook at Dark Side of the Scene on Facebook. And then I guess we're also on Instagram, even though I don't know how to Instagram apparently these days. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be doing anything. Just wear a bikini top and they'll pay attention. We just need to hire some dancers for us, and I think that'll uh-huh. Get some influencers or whatever, and that'll boost up our ratings, maybe. Yep. But no, for real people out there listening, we definitely appreciate it. We just kind of dick around and joke around with each other. But in all seriousness, we do appreciate you guys. If you do give us reviews, just be honest with us. We definitely are seeking some information on what you guys enjoy, what you don't enjoy. And then whatever it is you don't enjoy, we'll either try and approve it or just be like, eh, it is what it is. (laughs) Right. So, but yeah, if you want to be on a future episode, send an email to Brandon at darksideofthescene.com and we'll get you scheduled. Right now we're about two months booked out, so it's going to be a little bit of a wait, but we'll get you booked. And on that note, we're going to bring in our guest. So hang tight. We'll be back in a second. We're back, everyone. We're joined by our guest, Mike. Mike, thanks for coming out and talking with us. Hey. What's up? Yeah, it's cool to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Is Michael Anthony, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not the bass player for Van Halen, right? <laughs> no, that would that would be a cool story. Do you get that uh, shit a lot though? I did. I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. Okay. I, or I able... or that. Yeah. No, the Mikey likes it. That's that's <laughs> what I get. You go by I... Mike or Michael or what do you go by? Uh, Mike is cool. Yeah, I mean, whatever you're comfortable with, I just kind of flow with it. What's your band nickname? Um, yeah. they just do. They just call it call me names. I don't know. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I am. Yeah, I'm like you know whatever. I'll I'll be I'll be Anthony. I'll be Mike. I'll be I'll be okay. uh asshole. Whatever. <laughs> My favorite. I was in a band at one time that both guitar players were named Anthony, but one was Anthony and the other one was Tony. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you distinguish that. Uh, so. right but on. yeah, uh, where are you from? Yeah, um, I'm from Indianapolis. I I've kind of moved around a little bit. I'm still well. I kind of moved back to Indianapolis. I was in Chicago for a little bit, and um, mm-hmm. just kind of uh, yeah, making my way back through. I'm kind of in the northern part of Indianapolis now, though. I used to be kind of in the hood, and I'm like, thank God, I don't live there anymore i'm trying to, i got i got kids and shit now i can't be you know yeah right so you got abandoned everything what you're being called yeah we're the queen lofts um you know the other day i'd actually i was telling somebody about our band name and i was just like yeah it's the queen lofts and they're like i think it was this, this really big chick and she was like yeah so i mean your lead singer what's her name and i'm like right yeah no it's, it's we're all guys here yeah, it's, it'd be cool, I guess, if we could really play that off as the, you know, 
that that was fun to me it's it's catchy i mean it's like the queen lofts you know like i don't know it yeah we just kind of yeah kings of kings words. of leon we're just gonna fight you for the name <laughs> exactly yeah yeah no we um we actually just came out with a single transmission and broadcast mm. and um we're working on our EP. We're trying to finish that up. It's uh, called Photo Periodism. Okay. And um, we're more like pop punk, punk rock, rock. I don't know. Sweet. Yeah. Um, before this band, um, say I was in the location. Uh, we toured for years. Um, I did some solo stuff, I think, but um kind of bringing this i was really excited to do this um and kind of talk about some of the stuff that i went through with my old band um we're i, I don't know i guess we're still kind of like together but but we're not we just don't talk anymore and we don't like meet up and get drunk so we just kind of stop playing music i don't know <laughs> so you're saying the alcohol brought you together i mean <laughs> The, well, the music was there kind of beforehand because it, it was an ongoing project. But yeah, like, and as messed up as it sounds, we had four band members die. And oh, like, shit. yeah, shit. And like, yeah, dude, it's heavy. On like a, a on like a span of like six years. So, oh, yeah. So like with yeah. that, we're like, we got this new drummer and uh, he was with us for like the last say three or four years and um like i still talk to him every now and then but i don't know he's just kind of like yeah dude I don't. <laughs> he's like i mean it's fun to tour and shit and, you know like drinking is awesome of course but like i just kind of need to step back and at the at that time i'd got custody of my kids and like we just kind of called it we canceled our tour we had a japan tour that we had scheduled we had to cancel that and um we just kind of stepped back and mm. yeah. So I'm like, well, let's do something new. So I ran into my old friend. He had moved back down here from Michigan, which is, was the drummer. Now the bassist of the queen lofts. And we're just kind of like, yeah, let's do some weird shit. So we just started vibing and we're like, all right, we're going to mm. take this. <laughs> that works. I mean, there's a little positive going on, but like, so what, what were your, um, I don't know what's your create cra some crazy memories or stories about, you know, frustrating, bad band things. Yeah. So, um, I was actually really excited to talk about this. So okay. one of the, I mean, and we've, we've had some crazy shit happen, man. I mean, just countless, like, I mean, all the way from being like stuck on the side of the road for days to like not eating for days and, living with weird people that we just <laughs> met for like two weeks like just crazy um but this one time yeah this is most intense i guess i mean even past the band members dying we had we were in chicago and we we're playing like a little run of tours and i think that we had just got done playing this radio station um the drummer that was with me was filling in for the drummer that had just died mm. So we're like, okay, we'll give them a chance. Somebody, had, it was a group that I was filling in for. I guess it was their fill-in. So, you know, we just kind of linked it. I'm like, hey, man, I got this project. So it's, I need somebody here. And um, so we get up to Chicago. We play a little bit. I think we're like two, three days in. And I don't know, man, this dude, like, 
he was cool. And I've, I felt like I had a connection with him. And I mean, at this point, I think that I've known him for like a week, two weeks, but I'm just like, all right, you know, like we jam, like there's chemistry there. It's, that's what matters, you know? And Hmm. I'm just like, he drinks, I was drinking really heavy at the time and I didn't see him really do any drugs. So I'm just like, as long as he's not doing crack in front of me, I don't think, you know, (laughs) it's a real big problem. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know, dude. So like we were in the car and this is like two in the morning. We just got done playing and we're on our way home from Chicago. And he's like, Hey man, can you stop over here? He's like, I used to live in Chicago and it was like this old tire shop. And there's Hmm. like, yeah, like 10 dudes out there. And, you know, of course everybody's strapped in Chicago. And I'm just like, one of my first fucking tours being in Chicago, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I've heard about this. I've not really like been in the depths of Chicago like this. And, um, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you know, make it quick. I got to get home to my kids, you know, like we've been out here for days. Let's just get home. And anyways, he's like, yeah, I got what I needed, man. And he starts like talking to himself and like out of nowhere, um, my friend that was with us, it was just the driver. And he was like, Hey man, did you hear that? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he like turned the radio down, but not all the way down. And he kind of like, yeah, like panned it to where we could like hear what he was saying. And I'm just like, dude, he's like, he's got headphones in or something. He was like, no, the fuck he doesn't. They're sitting in, you know, they're, they're in between our seats or up here in the dash. Like those are his headphones. And I look back and anyways, he's just like, what's up? Like, he's just acting like everything is normal. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a chance. I'll listen. And he's like, kill the white man, kill the white man. And, you know, he's, he's African-American and I'm just kind of like, what the fuck is he saying right now? And my dude was like, dude, just like watch him in the fucking mirror. And he starts like digging around in his pockets. And at this point I can see that he doesn't have headphones on and he just keeps almost repeating it. Like he's, he's talking to himself and I'm like, okay, this dude has to be like schizophrenic or something. Maybe he's not on his medicine and that's not something I knew. And I know that with mental health in general, if you're drinking or like doing any drugs, that's just going to amplify the shit, you know? Mm. And did he, anyways, some, did he have some pain at the, the tire shop? What's going on here? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know, dude. It was just like, yeah, from there on, it was really fucking strange. I it was false. really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, and that's what he had said too. He's like, I mean, he's, he doesn't look drunk. Like he's not stumbling. I mean, he probably got a buzz, but like, what did he do? Like what's going on? And yeah, we just couldn't figure it out. So we're like, my buddy grabs a screwdriver and he's holding it to his side and he's the one driving. He's like, dude, if he, if he jumps up here, man, I'm going to, you know, like, I don't know what to do. And anyways, we had pulled over. We're like, we're going to pee real quick. So we stepped out and we're like, do we leave him? Like, do we just leave him in Chicago? Like he's got family here. Like at this point, we're not feeling safe. Like he's got something in his jacket. I don't know what the fuck he's got. I don't know if he's got a gun or a knife or whatever, like I said, I thought that I trusted him, but he was like acting like really strange, man. And he just got louder and louder talking to himself. Hmm. And finally I look back at him and I'm just kind of like, I've only known you for a couple of weeks and like, I love you. Like, just like, you know, everything is cool. You're a good drummer. This is all right. Are you cool? Like, are you like, do we need to stop? You know, pull over here. You need to make a phone call. He's like, no, man, you know, no, like, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, you know, to be honest, yeah, I was talking to myself. And yeah, I got some shit going on, but I wouldn't hurt you, man. I, you know, just don't don't worry about me, man. And 
from there on, he just kind of stayed quiet to himself. But every fucking time that we would look back in the mirror, he would be staring at us. And I'm just, yeah, dude, like it just got really fucking scary really quick. And like I said, this isn't like, you know, this is late at night. So we're like driving home, just Mm -hmm. us three in the car. It's scary as shit. And we're like, what the fuck do we do? And I went to go and drop him off over at his house. And I swear to God, man, he disappeared. (laughs) Like we couldn't find him. Like his phone was off the next day. We went to his house to go and check on him. The people said that he didn't live there anymore. Like he was gone. What the fuck? Yeah. Like we could not Uh, find this dude again. Yeah. Huh? Well, first indication, like you've seen how many movies where you go to a tire place and every like action flick is usually a bad place to begin with. That was your first indication, but like (laughs) him disappearing. I don't know. Like that's kind of strange. Like maybe it was a, slender man kind of thing i don't know <laughs> i don't know man i was just kind of like maybe like my i'm just like you know maybe i embarrassed the dude maybe i like upset him maybe he felt bad i don't know what the fuck but i just couldn't find him again and i couldn't really connect with him and just kind of say like like are you okay like i i have other friends that are schizophrenic or like bipolar or like whatever but i think that was like the closest that i've came to like somebody stabbing me or something like it was the most terrifying shit. Um, so he disappeared, or you did like out of your life completely now? Yeah, like we haven't talked to this dude in like like After, since the since yeah. his disappearance. Yeah, oh. like that day. So like this is back in like uh, like twenty fifteen. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's been some years, but like I've tried to like reach out and stuff. I hope him. I, I hope he's all right, but. Oh, no, man, it was just scary. And, like, I've had other close calls on tour. I mean, you get, like, really drunk people in the bar. Like, people try to fight people. You know I mean? You get people that, like, you don't know if they got a knife on them. You don't know if they're trying to rob you, whatever it is, especially on really. Like, I played 8 Mile in Detroit before. That shit was sketchy. I'm like, how did I end up here? Did you get some spaghetti? Nah, dude, I heard about that a couple of years ago. I'm like, that's (laughs) a thing, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, my um, buddy was like, dude, we got to make another show up there so I can go and get some spaghetti. I'm like, I'm <laughs> not I'm not booking a show in Detroit just so you can go and buy spaghetti. I don't, I don't, I don't Look at Harpo's. They got a security guard there and then have like Dine, Dine Dash. Is that right? What is the damn food service? I'm a dumbass. Are you talking know. about DoorDash? DoorDash. DoorDash. That's yeah. a Dine, like same, Dine thing. Dash. same thing. You're thinking of Dime Bag and confused it with uh... a... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well, you know, dime bag, you get shot in Detroit too soon. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Only time no. Off, 19 years. Yo, yeah. brother. It's still close to me, brother. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But yeah, we're, no. We're going we, to hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so anything else happened after that? Like, well, are you just, this is just touring, like, what other cities that you tour that were kind of strange? Yeah. Um, I would say, I don't know, man, probably the scariest was one of the scariest was like Detroit. We, I don't know, man, like back mm. then I was really drinking heavy. I, I keep saying it, but I didn't really care. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm just right. kind of like, like we got banned at the time, like that we were talking shit. at that time. We'd got banned from a couple of different bars. I think one, because like we had gotten naked, 
And like we got we got pissed off that they didn't pay us, so we got naked in like the middle of the fucking bar, and they were that's like, "That's different." <laughs> yeah, and it was like, well, like I I did it because I was drunk. I thought that it was yeah. fucking funny, but my drummer did it because he thought that like we were on to something. And then my guitarist comes in, so like we're all just like naked, trying to trying to get out of the fucking venue. You didn't pay someone or what? Rub my balls on this table. Yeah, pretty much. Your singer probably singer came in. He's like, I got this. Where are the socks, man? Well, I thought we were chili peppers. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I left the socks. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, just like crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, like drinking. I didn't really pay too much about it. I, I can't say that there has been a lot of like almost fights. Like I said, again, like people like, um, especially just like already drunk people at the bar, it feels like. I mean, people are either trying to, get into your fucking van or they're trying to act like you know like we've had people oh man yeah we loved your music these dudes are like 10 years older than us we we love your music man we're gonna come and party with you it's like (laughs) i don't even fucking live here like no you're not but that's that's cool i mean i'll drink a couple beers with you here but you're not coming with me i don't you know i don't know you dude do they buy any merch at least (laughs) yeah dude no i mean well not 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 everybody not everybody but mm. um people are more into the partying than like so really truly supporting the band they're just like hey let's go drink with them and you know not buy their merch while they're on the road you know little things that drunk people don't think about but yeah <laughs> yeah no i completely agree i don't know a lot of uh, what acted on too man is like to try and promote like there for a while we would just give out some of our merch like every show would give out like two t-shirts or like two CDs or, you know, we always done stickers and buttons and shit, but just kind of drawing people in. And sometimes, you know, that would get their friends to buy merch and so on. But, you know, I mean, yeah, it really did suck. Like, like one time we had played this bar and I can't remember where in the fuck it was. I think it was like out in the middle of um, like Southern Illinois. And I had got out of the van. We had went to go and get gas and I had a kill your local racist t-shirt on <laughs> that I had got from, I think it was like punk with a camera. And anyways, I was, like I said, again, man, I was drunk and I had short shorts on and fucking, I had my mohawk at the time. And, and yeah, dude, I was just a mess. And I get out of the van and there's this like cowboy biker dude. And I'm just like, Hey man, you know, like, do you know where we can get so-and-so? I think I don't know what we were trying to get, to be honest. Or I think it was directions. We we're trying to get out of there. Our phone died. Something. And he's just like, no, nah, and you're on the wrong, the wrong side of the river, or something like that. He's like, and it'd be best if you get the fuck out of here. And my buddy was inside, so I went to go and get my buddy. I'm like, see, this is the reason I don't like coming through these small fucking like little towns. Dude, like, I want to get the fuck out. And I walked in, and it's like an old school diner, and it's like a scene in a movie. Like everybody gets quiet, turns around. They, yeah, they just turn around and stare at me. And I mean, I don't have shoes on. I'm in short shorts and a kill your local racist t-shirt on. I don't fit in there at all. And I'm pretty sure that they were all 100% racist. And I'm like, am I going to die today? Are they going to kill me but for you're, being anti-racist? But Right, but you're the you're white, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't know like this. I didn't know like there was that. I guess it's everywhere, but I, I would think like there's nothing in like southern illinois but it's not really the south either yeah whatever i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm just like this is close to indiana like why is this a thing 
then where is this small town? Why is it so like, how are they getting away with this? (laughs) It's everywhere. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Hey, well, you you taught them a lesson like, look, haha, I got my shirt, whatever. But yeah, I would have got got my happy ass out of there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Like I had a problem with that man really on tour. I thought that it was like the edgy thing to do and, on any tour, any show that we played though, man, like I didn't, I would go up to the like random people, like drunk people, high people, whatever people on the corner of the street begging for change. And I would just like talk to them and give them shit or like, there's been a cut, like we played Manhattan and we were in New York, New York. And um, our first tip on Coney Island was a nun, you know, just like weird shit. And like, I'd sit down that afternoon and had lunch with the bum that bought me lunch, a bum Hmm. buying me lunch. Did you get a Coney dog with him? (laughs) No, he bought me McDonald's. I'm just (laughs) like, what the fuck, dude? Well, it happens. Yeah. There's some cool people out there though, man. For sure. I don't know why I was just thinking this when you're talking about like staying with people on tour that you don't really know and meeting with people. I would be very afraid Right. Someone offered, hey, you can come back to my house and stay the night with us. That way you don't have to sleep in a van. I'd be like, yeah, about that. <laughs> are you yeah. like, are, like, are, are you, you going to rob us and like murder us? And then no one will or ever like know? if they're somewhat friends, fans of the band, but you were pretty like a small, were you a small time band? You would say like independent, like, like, did you yeah. have, did you have enough people to like, I should say like, I guess if you're, small band nobody would know you in the city i mean you know well I mean? yeah i mean we we definitely played some shows like that i mean you know it mm. took some years starting up and shit but yeah I mean, at the time like mid-range i mean we we had you know i mean we were selling you know i mean it doesn't sound like a lot back then i was like thank god but you know 50 tickets a show i mean people were actually showing up so that's cool. I mean, so people would know if we went missing, if that's, you <laughs> right. know, like people were looking out for us. So that's and right. we had a manager and stuff. So I mean, oh, it's not okay. like, yeah, we would just die and never be seen again. I mean, somebody would look for us, I think. <laughs> that would be like my thing is if you're out in the middle of BFE and you're playing some show at some hilljack place and the next thing you know, your van's a found on the side of the road but there's no bodies or no gear it's just an empty ass van dumped out in the middle of a field like where are they going to know where the hell you guys were you just up and vanished so yeah maybe i watch too much id channel or too much fucking netflix specials but but i've always thought that i'm like man i would always be leery about going to stay with strangers it's usually the rich people that die like i've never heard of like a touring band just disappear my opinion i don't know that's just I think. What about the yeah. touring band that was like there are a bunch of traveling serial killers? They went to each city and they went home with someone and murdered them and just went on to the next city. Jesus Christ, what is that? <laughs> That's fucking intense. I've not heard of shit like that. Hey, but it's probably fucking happened, man. There's some weird shit out there, dude. Yeah. I hope I didn't just implement that and I did into someone, but <laughs> yeah that's not a yeah i don't i mean no i they'd have to be pretty good musicians to actually get enough money to go on tour so you gotta think about that too (laughs) i don't know that's true most serial killers were your neighbors and no one ever knew it that's true (laughs) but if you're going on tour you gotta be cannibal because you could just eat the victims 
Yeah, because it's expensive to eat on the road. I swear <laughs> to God, it is. Just man. saying, just saying. I mean, nobody, everybody out there, please don't listen to us. We're just dicking around. Don't be cannibals and don't kill people. Yeah, yeah, true. It probably I, tastes bad, anyways. Right, sweet pork meat. Yeah. <laughs> any any other crazy things like as far as like how many bands have you been in that's in like several um yeah like i mean like so like currently like our main is the queen lofts but okay i have a side project that's like indie instead of like punk and it's mike soundtrack and the adjustments mm. um and that is kind of it's like more solo i'm I have members. I want to release more, but I'm really focused on this punk band right now. And hmm. um, yeah, I mean, over the years, I've I've definitely yeah, I've been a fair share. I say three major, three major bands. Um, hmm. Now joining in because I'm a vocalist and a guitarist, so I've joined other bands as just a guitarist okay. and some pretty decent sized bands um, with a decent following. I want to say. Sure. Um, but like, I don't know, man, like going back to like, like my drummers and bassists and people dying and shit, like yeah. it was, <laughs> it was really strange, man. Like, I don't know. I think that that right there alone is probably like the scariest shit that I've been through as a musician because like we, and I mean, they were all like overdoses and shit, but the thing um... was, yeah, I mean, one of them wasn't. I think one of them was an actual health issue, and I think another one was a car accident. I'm not sure, but mm. um, yeah, like it wasn't like they were using like at the shows or in the band. Like it was discreet. Like they were trying to keep it from me. Well, most people would, you know, they're like, "Hey, I got, I got a drug habit. Don't worry about me." You know, no, nobody really admits the they got a problem until it's too late. Usually, like that. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like at the time, like I got, I got a picture of me, like, I mean, on one of our tours, I think it was, we had played in New York and um, I had a rehab is for quitters t-shirt on. So okay. I wasn't really the best influence back then, but I mean, I didn't really think that they were doing the shit, you know, I'm like, if I can be open with you and tell you that, like, I used to do cocaine and fucking play at the casino afterwards, you know, or like, go and hang out with whoever and smoke weed behind why the, the, venue. Why the mean, casino is that the thing to do after doing coke just wonder i don't know dude like <laughs> it's the yeah. lights i i dude yeah i don't know like we had uh yeah it was one of our one of the drummers that ended up dying i want to say at first when he first joined the band he had had a friend that had joined along and he's like hey man i got some blow and the casino is right around the corner i've not played this casino and i don't gamble like I don't even gamble and I'm just like, yeah, sure, man. Let's, you know, let's take our money from the venue and just like go buy, I guess, more <laughs> cocaine and go to the casino. I don't know. So that was a wild time. We did that for like weeks, to be honest. It was like really long couple of weeks. <laughs> and like, I don't know, dude, it was like right around that time, like a month later, his parents had called me and said that they found him dead in her bathroom. Like, uh, it went over there while yeah they were at work and then did it or whatever not coke i think it was i think it was like a, a mix of things but yeah man just like really dark and what i was getting to though is like being in different bands and i don't know dude i would tell people that like hey i need a new basis and they're like oh what happened to the last one 
And so like, I would tell the story about how I lost all these members and I just be like, yeah, my friends are dead. I don't, it's almost like they would look at me like I'm a, like I'm, I'm an addict or you're cursed maybe. Yeah, no, that was a big one is I don't know because you guys are fucking cursed. I did get that a lot, man. We had a lot of people scare clear of us because of that. Um, that is true. Hmm. But I mean, um, I mean, it's not your fault. I mean, I mean, well, you know, what can you do? Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess moving forward with that. I mean, it, we, we still made it work. I mean, I think people kind of understood. I mean, the, the pandemic is really bad. The, the, the beast yeah the beast the beast yeah, the beast yep. how did that affect you like as far as like what were you doing around that era like um that era per se i had got um so like i had kind of mentioned earlier i'd got custody of my kids and um we had to cancel a couple tours and i had moved mm. up north and I started trying to write more music and stuff, but it was a really, really hard time to be honest. Mm. Um, just, just mainly because I was trying to readjust. Like I've always been in my kids' lives, but getting them and being alone was really hard. Because being a touring musician and like recording and practicing and doing this, and I don't know, it really put a hold on my life. It like I had to stop everything and say I'm a responsible dad you mm. know that was tough so like sure. did you keep busy musically during all that i mean i knew a lot of people <sighs> kind of recorded more and you know like i don't know like yeah did yeah keep, i mean yeah no, no there was a lot of people that were like dude take advantage of it <laughs> you know like go and record, go, you know, try and get what you can book, book this, book that, you know, this is the time to do it. And I mean, we did, we took advantage of it a little bit. I mean, we recorded, um, but we didn't like proceed to keep going because as funny as it is around the time that we were like, okay, well, we got an album coming out. We're releasing another single. We get another basis. And then he fucking dies. Uh like it was just like not, i mean not it, from the beast correct no no uh, correct okay. yeah no, nothing like that yeah i mm. haven't seen any of that um mm. yeah no the, and he had I, the people were saying i think that he just like had a heart attack or something he was a little bit older i don't believe that i think i i definitely think that it was more than that but yeah that was really fucked up and about that time we're just kind of like man it's like five people now like are we gonna call it quits for a while mm. You know, are we just going to stop? Very fucking strange. There's been that many deaths in your band. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know if I personally would keep going with it just because of. The are you the founder? Yeah. Are you the founder? I am. Well, I mean, it's your kind of your ship, even though the sailors keep jumping off of it, but that's not your fault, you know? Huh? Yeah. That's kind of the way that we had looked at it. I don't know. I right. mean, like. I was just like, I mean, why not? But yeah, I mean, it just got to the point to where now I'm just like, okay, well, you know, the drummer currently that is, I guess, technically still the drummer, you know, he's like, I got shit to do. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I got my kids, so whatever. And mm -hmm. this project, I mean, we've been working on for about a year, but we just started recording in December and we're like, all right, man, let's push it as hard as we can. 
and we're almost done with our EP slash album. I don't know if we're going to go full forth with an album, but we're already booking into this year and I'm, I'm really excited about it. But the thing is now is that I got seven kids. Uh, wait, wait, what? Seven? Yeah. You, yeah, you, might, as well, you might as well start a band with them. Like the Parker's family. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. No, I just, I just bought like a whole setup. You know, like I just bought new drums and new amps. I bought like four guitars and I'm just like, Hey guys, we got it. I'm going to teach all of you. But no, I mean, only two are biological. I got the rest are like step and adopted. Oh, okay. Two are adopted oh, okay. and then so okay. on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nonetheless, that's, that's a band right there. Just like I said, man, do the whole Partridge family thing. <laughs> yeah. You live punk rock so they could survive off like snacks, and, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. So. Yeah. My, uh, my youngest is like, all right, dad. So like, we're going to get on the road and we're just going to do it. Right. Like, I want to learn, you know, like I already got like two or three songs and I'm working with and he's nine. I'm just like, that's awesome. You know, like, let's keep going. It's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of almost frustrating at the same time because I'm trying to explain to him, like, for one, I want you to be older. I don't want you to like chase this as hard as I did and just start like running away and stealing my car. And, <clears throat> you know, like, like, just like, can you was, like, just wait? <laughs> I was going to say like, Make sure he's a bassist or a drummer because he'll always have a job. There's not a lot of bassists or drummers out there. And it's like, there's a shortage. So I feel like all the future parent or future kids should, their parents should teach them drums and bass. If they're going to get into music, cause they'll always have a freaking job or a band just saying. Yeah, no, I swear to God. Yeah. No. And he, he's pretty good at the drums. Actually. I think he's like, go. He's trying to be like, I don't know if ambidextrous is the, but he's like going back and forth between drums, guitar, and like, I don't know. He he's a he's a good beatboxer too. I'll throw that in there. It's really there cute. It goes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, but just the dangers. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like just some of the ridiculous shit that we had went through. I mean, and I know that they might not seem like big deals, but like at the time, man, like that shit is scary dude and like continuously though like and it's really strange because other musicians like even the people in my band i'm just like i'll tell them about some of the shit and they're just like okay so like we've played shows right and we've not had anybody die we've not had we've not right. had people act like they were gonna fucking go like who are you hanging out with who are these people that you're getting are you getting them off craigslist <laughs> you know like what, is what's going still, on is that still a thing for people like actually look for people in Craigslist anymore, like band members. I never had hey. luck with it. I I've never, I didn't know it was still a thing. I might go on there and see if I could find midgets or something weird. I don't know. <laughs> you can't say that word. <laughs> oh, bleep! <laughs> I don't know if that's an offensive word these days or not. I'm not just giving you shit, but I think I'm just, I was just for it. I'm, I'm like I wouldn't actually do it, but there's some weird ads on there. That's all I remember specifically. Don't like, look up wet works because that's not what you think. Someone's gonna come uh, in. And piss oh on no! You. <laughs> well, <laughs> unless you're unless you're into that, right? There was all sorts of weird ads on there. I just remember that, like, and that's been years, and I just didn't realize that people. I've kind of forgot about Craigslist altogether. Right. So now I'm kind of curious about going to look on Craigslist just to see what the fuck's on there. Cause Facebook marketplace and groups on there is where I started looking for people and had no look on there either. Mm. 
I've seen so many like Craigslist horror stories on like YouTube and like just the shit that like people has told me. I steer I steer clear of it, but Mm -hmm. like I have met a couple of cool people on Craigslist. I can't say out of like a 10 year span that I think it's like a select few, you know, you got to like get the feeler out. And like before you just like meet up with a stranger at a McDonald's at three in the morning. Hey, that's a remember to bring cash though. They don't McDonald's don't take cash after three or something. Just letting you know. Yeah. (laughs) Assholes. So yeah. Like, um, I had a question. Oh, well, whatever. Um, any other, like, uh, have you found any other band members that were just really like ex band members that there was, you didn't get along with or just any kind of situation musically. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like trying to pick your brain here with all the random stories you got. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, we, we've had people that, um, like, I don't know, like silly shit. Like we've had people come in and, you know, they like be really serious about their equipment or whatnot, but I don't know, dude, I've noticed really early on it. Like, and it's not all gearheads, but, we've met a couple of gearheads that are just pricks, man. And like the, you know, they either want to do things their way or they just don't really care. (laughs) I don't know. Or they just think that they're better. I don't know. We've had a couple of those, but we've also had some like really hard partying types that just like would come to practice hungover and say, I don't remember the songs. And it's like, we've been practicing the same set for six weeks every two days like i don't know um mm. but yeah and then we've also had people that's been in say man i'm doing this for girls and you know i'm doing this for money and i, I this is just a side thing that i've kind of wanted to do and i'm just like what the fuck like i feel like those would be the people that i'm finding on craigslist but oddly not you know um you had me at good let's get girls because that's the yeah. whole reason to get into a band is to get girls not really, because in my experience, most girls dead, hate guys that are in bands. <laughs> well, my experience, I've never got girls being in a band like straight up, bottom of my heart, cross my heart, hope to die. That has never happened to me, and I never like it's it's never happened to me. I know it's happened to people, but like that's kind of a disappointment. Like, oh man, I this isn't real real. Maybe it's the kind of crap I played. I don't know, but like <laughs> that's that's weird for somebody to have that kind of goal, and if they get it, fuck you. Just letting you know. Ed and I talked about this before, not on an episode, I don't believe, but I won't mention her name, but Ed knows who I'm referring to. She used to be in this area. You know who I mean, Ed. Um, oh. <laughs> remember how I said she took us into the closet, me and the rest of the guys, and she went to thank us. I was like, what the fuck's going on in here? <laughs> like after playing a show, thank you? Yeah, she booked this show. Did she have your hand out? I'm like, this doesn't feel like money. She's like, I need you guys to come with me. She's like, I want to thank you guys personally. We start going in there, and I I looked over at Anthony, and it's like, the fuck's about to happen? I ain't fucking going in there. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what went down in the closet. I don't think anyone really went in there with her. Our drummer's like, what's going on, guys? I don't know, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go find out. Is that the same drummer that previous episode where, like, the girl attacked him? Mm. or he was younger or is this a different drummer this was a different drummer oh um, no man. okay the All girl right. uh it's funny that you mentioned that because the drummer that that older lady went out to on the earlier episode um 
His girlfriend used to beat the shit out of him, and she beat the shit out of him right on Anthony's deck. She punched him, and he like went over the railing. Oh, like he was, boy. he was very abused by his ex girlfriend, and like Ugh. that whole situation was really screwed up. But <laughs> this this took a turn. It's a weird turn. <laughs> but no, this this was a different drummer. This actually, oh. it kind of goes back to what he's been talking about. Like this is the drummer that we had that died. But oh. yeah. Is that the only member you've had die in your band, correct? That I'm aware of. Okay. All right. He wasn't in the band at the time when he died. He died like uh, uh, a couple uh, of years ago. But Yeah, uh, never mind. So, yeah, but back on the women thing, I never got women, and I never thought getting a band would happen. I mean, I think you, it's the whole rock and roll, sex, drugs, rock and roll mentality. It's like, I'm going to get in band just to get all those things. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. You kind of got to work for it unless you're good looking, which I'm not. So whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've had a lot of women stare clear for me to, I think it's just because <laughs> like, I mean, that, that sounded bad. That sounded really weird, but no, I mean, like I've never got that attention like that people talk about. I don't know. I, I never wanted it either. I never really cared about it. Right. I just like, I have soul love for music. Like it's my life. Like I have to play or like, I will literally not like I have to do it. And um, so it's never really been a thing. So maybe I've just not noticed, but I noticed that in the relationships that I have been in with these people dealing with me, like, it's like, are you going to fucking like stop playing or like, are you going to come to bed or, I'm not getting enough attention. So what the fuck is your problem? You know, um, it's mm. never been, um, I mean, I don't know. I've had like my fiance now, she's really supportive. She's really cool. Um, but it definitely is a balance, you know, like I'm still trying yep. to figure out how I can be highly attractive to her while playing music, while not pissing her off and also spending enough time with the kids while I'm working full time and mm. juggling everything. It's really crazy um but Be, yeah being a full-time dad especially when there's more than one kid and trying to have time to do things that aren't working all the time and do stuff with your kids is very hard i've got four kids at home so to me this is my outlet at this point because i don't have time for band shit i would like to but it's just not feasible mm. Yeah, we, um, I just say like kind of going back to, um, so there was this one time, man, and we were all working full time. We were all, you know, dads, we we're all home. But at the time, um, we were with our original baby mom. So like we were new parents, I guess is what I was getting at. And we were still trying to find that balance. But back then we're just like, all right, man, it's exciting. We're touring. This is what it is. And we were spending so much money trying to make this shit happen that like at the time we were behind on rent. We were like behind on our bills and um, we had actually took a trip. I think we were going to drop my kids off and I think his kids too down at my family's like the border of Indiana and Kentucky. And um, yeah, some of my family is like really Southern, but uh, which is weird, but uh we went to go drop him off and our car had started breaking down and with everybody in the car and it was like really messed up and um the car was still running uh, but the battery started flicking and we didn't hear anything under the hood but eventually the car just stopped so like we had 
think we were able to make it off the interstate, but we were like going down this dirt road kind of. And then these people had came by and they were like, hey, man, we can help you guys out. Like, what are you guys doing? And we had the whole van packed full of like, we had like two, three extra people, the band, all of our kids, all of our equipment. Like we're just packed in here trying to get to point A to point B. I think we were going to play another show in Chicago. Like we were just trying to make it happen. And these people were like, yeah, I mean, you know, we can help you out. Um, but we think it would be a really good idea if you guys came and stayed with us for a couple of days, you know, just like, yeah. And we're just like, who are you? First of all, but like, what are you talking about? You know? And we're just like, dude, we got kids. Like we can't be doing that shit. Like, and they were like, Oh no, you know, we had kids at one point too. It's okay. Just come stay at our house. And they they said had, and they probably got a big, huge, (laughs) a big pot for cooking stew. If you know what I mean? no shit yeah no it was it was kind of terrifying dude very like, weird yeah and like i said we're out in the middle of nowhere and we're just kind of like we're broke we have i think we had like a 100 bucks and the guy that was with them was just like all right i think i know what it is it's your belt something a pulley had broke or something and uh so he took the other guy that was with us to the store and they were gone for like two or three hours and the store is just right down the road. So we're like, what the fuck happened? Like, we're freaking out. I think my buddy was like, like he was shaking with his phone. Like, we're going to call the police. And I just kept telling him to hold on, hold on. You know, like his phone's on. He's not answering, but he's probably getting the parts, whatever. And um, they finally come back and he comes back to the van. And he's like, I don't want to stay with these fucking people. We need to get the fuck out of here. But unfortunately, nobody that we knew could come and get us. Nobody, either they were at work or they were broke or they, and we didn't have money to send anybody. So we were stuck out there in the middle of nowhere with our kids, with these weird people. And, um, and I shit you not, man, we were just like, okay, so we're either going to play it cool or we're going to freeze to death in our fucking van. You know, like we can't just walk to a gas station with our kids on the side of the fucking highway. There's not even a gas station for miles. And, And it was freezing outside. And, uh, so we're like, all right, so we're going to make a system. So we made groups and the guy, had, he took groups of us to his house, 45 minutes away. He came back. We had three groups. He would take them, come back, get us, take them, come back. And I was with the last of the group. I think the girls stayed with the kids. They had two guys with them, I think. And then it was me and I think the bassist, the drummer and, Anyways, man, it was stressing me out. I keep saying that I was drinking, but like I had to drink more. And I think that like with me drinking and being loud, I don't know if I pissed them off said because I said the wrong thing or whatever, but they were getting really fucking short with me. And they're just kind of like, we're going to my house and you guys are going to fucking stay there until you can figure it out. But you can't, can you? And it was just like immediately terrifying. And we're just like, we got to get our kids. We don't know where the fuck this house is. We don't know where we're going. And we get there and thank God it's in like this little small town. I don't even know where it's at. I can't even remember where it was. It was some way down, like I said, at the border. And um, We had found this town. We had walked, we stayed at the gas station almost all day. And we were talking about these people that we were staying with. And somebody was like, Oh yeah, that guy outside. And he had, pulled up to the gas station. I guess he was looking for us. And they're like, they're good people. They're good mm-hmm. people. You you can trust them. And I'm just like, what do you mean? And they were like, yeah, you know, they were in a homeless shelter a couple weeks ago. They had just got this place. They're doing better. They're doing all right. And I'm like, well, you mentioned that they had kids. Like where the fuck is their kids? And they're like, oh, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
like what like you like you just think how long have they lived here like in the homeless shelter you know like give me more information but luckily that day um one of the guys he was working on the van the whole day he was able to get the belt on the car and the girls were outside with the kids i think it was a park like a half a block away but again i mean it was for like these two days nobody could come and get us and we had finally got the car started and as we we're about to leave they're just like don't you guys want to stay a couple more days like you guys don't have to just leave. Like just stay here. We'll cook you dinner. And I'm just like I'm. I worth leaving. Like I'm sorry. Like I'm. <laughs> I thank you guys. I love you. You know. But like fuck no. And dude, it scared my kids. They like, at the time. I mean, they were really young. But I mean, it was. It was terrifying. Like, and we didn't know these people. It was almost like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're like, only, come on, you know. <laughs> only no chainsaw because. They probably weren't allowed like power tools. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, no, it was very, very. Uh, what was that mundane? They were they were very quiet, scary. Like it was very soft spoken, scary. It was hmm. really, really odd, man. Really odd. And we're just like, okay, so you know, moving forward, we need to make sure that we have the money and a backup. You know, and we're never going to take our kids you know, farther than home. We're just going to have people come to us from now. And so, you know, throughout all these, and like I said, dude, I have tons of these, man. We just kind of like learned from this, you know, like these little scary fucking, I mean, it's weird, man. Again, like I'll talk to other musicians and I've not heard one other musician that I've known that I've met, except for one, we had played a show with, they said that they had a um, tour or a merch manager die while they were on tour and said that they had to leave him in like Arizona or huh. something and he died nice. there. Yeah. And I'm just like, so that was, that was fucked up. But other than that, man, yeah, I don't know. These, I, I hear good things, you know, like, yeah, we right. ate noodles for a week and we, you know, we were broke, but we made it home. It's like, that was it. Yeah. Like, that's fun. I yeah. want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> the only touring that I've ever did, and I wouldn't even consider it touring it because it was literally, we did weekend warrior stuff, but the one we call it a mini tour, we were gone. For, it was supposed to be like five days. To me, a five day tour is not a, really a tour, but one of the things that about that that I remember the most is not even playing the shows. It was the other bands that were following us around. Like we were on, I think it was 69 because we're heading up to Michigan. I was on the way back from Michigan. I don't remember. And the other band was driving by and there's this big ass hanging out the window because they're mooniness on the side of it as we're driving down the highway <laughs> like that's the stuff that i remember about it like the fun that we were having like we called random restaurants and prank phone <laughs> called and we told them that we'd figure we just looked up like on our phones like phone numbers for like a random like mcdonald's in like kansas city even though we weren't even around there and be like hey uh we need someone to bring us toilet paper into the stall because we're in here and there's no shit tickets they're like what there's no shit tickets in here. We just took a shit. We need to wipe our ass. Can you have someone bring us toilet paper? <laughs> and they're like, where are you at? We're like, we in got your bathroom. Three, we got three seashells. <laughs> so I, uh, we did dumb stuff. And that's that's all I really remember from anything that we did is like, I just remember all the funny stuff we did. I think of like the time I played in Marion, like when he said like the little town. And you never know. And we played this little bar in Marion. I don't know if I'm supposed to say the bar's name. It doesn't matter. It's Marion. I used to live right by it. Well, it was called it was called Wayland. No, I doubt they're listening. It was called Wayland's, right? And it's like in the middle of nowhere. Like 
it reminds me of a city we have up here in Elkhart where like it's nice on one side of the river and then it's a shithole on the other side. I don't know if most towns this way, but it seemed like we were on the rundown side and like this bar is in the middle of nowhere by some factories and they're all like abandoned and one of them was like broke down. Anyway, so just hanging out there for a while. Post-apocalyptic looking. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just, yeah, pretty much. That's Marion. <laughs> yeah. And then we went to the mall. We went to the mall and it was like the shittiest mall of all time. Like it was really small. I don't think I heard it's actually closed, but it's not open we, anymore. See, I'm glad you know. But like, so we walked around and then me and this dude named Dalton, uh, rest in peace. He passed away like last year, but um, earlier this year. I can't remember. Rest in peace, though. Anyway, he was the drummer for the other band. He was drunk as hell. And I remember we both had to go to the bathroom. And it was like, man, I got to pee. And I'm like, I got to pee too. Let's go find a bathroom. And it stunk like an MF in there. Like, it was so bad. And what what had come to find out, somebody took a dump in the urinal. Like, it just, and he took a picture of it. And it was just disgusting. I just think of that mall <laughs> and that. So then we go back. And then it's time to play in the evening at the same bar. And I just remember, like, you know, it was a collective crowd. And I remember specifically, if I remember correctly, I might have witnesses. There was a guy wearing a KKK shirt. But like, oh my God. <laughs> but like the thing was, there was like people of other origins and color in there. So I was really confused. Like, I mean, I, I, I swear to God, like one of my friends could tell me if that shirt, what he what was on his shirt. So that was a little awkward, but we survived. We went home, whatever. It's, I don't know. It's just, that's all I remember about that town. I don't know. It just seemed like a. It reminds me of Elkhart. It's almost like, like a mirror image of it. It's strange to me. I don't know. Yeah, that's a shitty story. Sorry. <laughs> no, I said I lived in Elkhart for a little bit. What really? Yeah, I wasn't there for that long, but yeah, I know what I'm you're sorry. talking about. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Bad <laughs> yeah. things happen to Elkhart. Bad things happen to Elkhart because, like, I remember the drummer for Anthrax got arrested here. And like a lot of people didn't know about that, but my friend worked at the hotel when it happened. But yeah, if you look it up, the drummer for Anthrax got arrested in fucking Elkhart of all fucking places. I'm why? like, when did this happen? Yeah, and why? Look, look it up. Um, well, he got into a domestic dispute with uh, his wife. I guess she was doing stuff behind his back, like cheating on him. In Elkhart? Yeah, like. Is he with, from there? No, I think they were. I'm not sure why he was there, but it's if you look it up, it's there. I swear to God. That's fucking weird. And my friend, and they got into it. My friend was like actually working there and she got a picture with him. So it's true. And you can look <laughs> it up. But uh, she like took care of the daughter while the cops came and all this shit. And they both got arrested for assault and battering each other. I, I Or maybe he hit her or she hit him with a phone. She hit him with a phone, I guess. I don't know. But it's kind of, it was like, damn, Elkhart ruins everybody's lives, to tell you that much. <laughs> but true story, you look it up, but they don't tell the details, but that's what I know. I do have one question I've been thinking about. You said you, you were with some more, like, bigger bands here and there. Were you guys ever, like, working with labels or studios or anything like that to where you've had, like, bad experiences dealing with, like, people when it comes to, like, within the industry? Mm. yeah yeah um i say yeah like so there was this one group that i was with and um they had found out i'm not gonna say names um sure. and not not that i think that they would listen or they wouldn't listen i don't really care if they did no, um, that's but, fine. We, we prefer don't to say it 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think what they, I think the idea that they had had from what I was drawn to, I thought that it was cool because they're like, you know, you pay us, we're, we're, you know, we're a label, we're going to do X, Y, and Z for you. I think that they, the, the mind behind it, I thought that it was really cool, but maybe they didn't have funds at first, but I think right then and there, they took it into a darker direction because they were they had all these bands like they started off and they're like okay well just a couple bands you know we'll we'll start off with like 10 and then 20 and then 30 and i don't know the the guy the band that i was playing with he was the one that was in charge of it and this guy was in you know states and states away i'll say that for this label <clears throat> and we had went to go and contact him. We're like, okay, so we've been on here for a little bit. We, I think we were paying him like, you know, so much a month. It was like 50 bucks a month or something, which, you know, that's a red flag, but we're like, you know, he's, this is an early label. Like, well, why not? Like, we'll do it for promotion. No, you know, we, we just want to get out there. So again, I think that his idea was good, but once he had, I don't know if he had realized that he could get away with just taking people's money. I think maybe he just like, or maybe somebody else took over for that guy. I'm not really sure what happened, but he almost stopped altogether promoting, booking, doing anything and was talking to us. It was just from there on out after a couple of months, like he booked us a show and he had promoted us and he tried to get us out on radio stations. Like at first it was really cool and it was promising. <clears throat> and then he was just kind of like, well, you're in a contract with me and you're going to owe me so much a month. And at this point, you know, we're going to come after you. We're going to get our fucking money, whether you like it or not. And they weren't doing anything for us. And it was just this big argument. And again, they just stopped all together. And then finally, I'm just like, I can't remember what I did. I think that I had got out of it somehow by telling him to tell him that, I don't know, there was something weird there. It's almost like they were like, trying to get after each other for shit. But I was just like, you know, like they had my credit card on file <clears throat> and I'm just like, you know, I mean, I'll pay for it. I don't care. Yeah. They actually took money for months. They were charging me like 50, 60 bucks and they weren't doing shit. And I know that it's probably sounds really minuscule, but not having any money and being on tour or whatever. I mean, dude, it was hard. I'm just like, why are they taking money from me? We don't already have shit the way that it is. Like I wasn't even working and I got kids like, that's fucking that's food like i i don't i didn't know what to do and um shortly after that we're just like all right so i decided personally that i just want to stay diy i want to i want to stay independent for really as long as we can until we do get a good deal that's hopefully like geffen or something right something that hopeless you know a bigger label and that's i think that's kind of the the future bigger goal, but I mean, yeah, like anywhere from that to like, you know, promoters. I feel like that's the notorious, you know, thing to go to is this fucking promoter burned me or, you know, never pay to play. But yeah, we've had a bunch of that shit. Like when our basis, our last base, our last member, when he had died, we were working with this promoter and we were supposed to open up for Marcy Playground. And, you know, we're punk rock, so it was a little different. I'm just like... I don't know. I mean, I guess they were kind of punk in some of their It would have worked. It would have worked, though, you know. Yeah, and I love Mars Playground. I'm just like, fuck you, yeah, do it. And I didn't even know they were still we know. Yeah, exactly. We're like, they're going to be in, I don't even, I think it was like Cincinnati. It might have been Cincinnati, Ohio, or Columbus, or 
something. But I was, yeah, I'm just like, sure. I mean, Ohio, I didn't know that they played Ohio. I've never seen them actually promote a show before. So, I mean, that's cool. But uh, we were stoked and we were open up for this band flaw. And I think around the same time we were offered to open up for Ice Burns on Fire and um, what is it? Not Hinder, but um, Seether? People that wrote, not Seether. Um, hmm. What the fuck is the band's name called? It's, uh, but anyways, man, now it's going to bother me. I'll think of it. But it was a bigger band and they were like, at the time, having this racial deal. They had said something that was racist so like it was a flaw flaw no it wasn't it was another one it was they were they were somewhat bigger than flaw i can't remember flaw had like controversy just recently about racist shit yeah and i mean i want to say that they were playing with them on a couple other shows but this band i'm talking about like they were on the radio once they were I can't remember. They were bigger, but yeah, they had said some racist shit and the drummer for the location, um, he's Jamaican and he's just kind of like, I don't know what, like what, I mean, if you want to play with them, sure. But if they say something like, I'm going to knock them out, like I'm going to, I'm going to fucking fight them if they want to come up to me. And I'm just like, yeah, let's just stay away from it altogether. So, but anyways, around that time, like I said, the bassist had died. And it was a week before the show with Flaw. And the promoter was just kind of like, well, you know, if you don't show up for the Flaw and you don't sell X amount of tickets, you're not going to be able to play for Marcy Playground and I'm going to fucking sue you and I'm going to take you and you're going to fucking pay me, I don't know, it was like six, seven, eight hundred dollars or something stupid. <laughs> but I signed this contract. And yeah and i'm just like you know whatever because we were selling tickets i'm just like you know nothing bad is going to happen but when the basis had died a lot of the people that were supporting him because at the time he was sick like he wasn't doing good and they were really excited for him and he was a little bit older than us so he had a wide range of different people cousins aunts whatever that were coming in his family there was some fans too of course but once they found out that he had died we myself i'm just like i don't care about what this fucking promoter says here's your money back you know use that for your family i'm not going to do that i'm not going to expect you to come i'm not going to say no refunds i'm not going to say i'll give you half back that's i can't do that when their fucking uncle or whoever to them just died like it's bullshit and the promoter was just like yeah you know you're a real fucking prick and you shouldn't have done that and I want my fucking money. You know, like he was just going off. He did not give a shit. And it was weird because like before all that, like with the previous shows, we only played like I think one or two other shows with him. And he was nice, man. He was just like, you know, if you only sell 10 tickets, cool. You only sell 20, that's all right. You know, we'll work it out. And, you know, if you just sell five, well, you know, I mean, well, we'll just, we'll just see what happens, you know? Well, but this time he's just like, no, and I'm taking you to fucking court and I'm suing you. And that's what the the fuck it is. Is the venue start with a P? Um, no, um, I have played a venue with the P, but no, this was down South. It might've been, it might've been a P. I can't remember. It was down in, uh, (laughs) what the fuck was it? It wasn't, it might, it was Kentucky or Ohio. But it was down at the bottom. It was somewhat close. I'm to thinking if it was Cincinnati, it was probably uh, I don't. It was probably Peabody's. I don't really care. I'm not saying anything yeah, about the venue. 
Yeah, no, I've played Peabody, Peabody's before, and I think that that was one of our shows with um, Flaw. I want to say that it was there. But are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the same guy? I'm thinking about Brandon. Um, wasn't he like with a K? Yep, Doctor K. About, I heard about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, his, his story sounds about Kurt, like on par with that guy, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Yep. I was saying it might it might have been. I don't know. I was new to the guy. Like I, I think I had only talked to him for a span of. He was like, probably fucking... really nice to you at first, like you said, and then all of a sudden he just decided to go aggro crag on your ass, and I'm gonna sue you now. I'm like, what happened to that guy that was nice? Yeah, dude. And he harassed me, like blowing me up texts, blowing up like calls, like, and I'm talking about for weeks. Like he was an angry fucking psychopath about it. Like he was pissed off. And I, I mean, I guess I can't blame him. I mean, maybe he lost money. I don't, I don't really think that he did. I think he was just being a prick. It was just Marcy's playground. It wasn't like, I don't know, like trying to think of a bigger band. It wasn't Green Day, you know, like shut up. <laughs> Right, I mean, uh, I don't know. You would think what that he song would did they have besides "Sex and Candy"? I don't know of any other Marcy Playground songs. Yeah, I, dude, I, I really got into their music when I was younger. I used to do a lot of like uh, Mucinex and like Triple C's and stuff, and I would just like trip out and listen to Marcy Playground. <laughs> that is sounds really, really. Is that lame, the only but... way to listen to it? To tolerate it, or you just like to do that? <laughs> no, that that yeah. When I was like, dude, was like 15, 16, but that's when okay. I like discovered him because I, yeah. But like, yeah, moving forward, now, dude, I still listen to the music. I think that they're great musicians. I would still okay. love to meet them. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, great people. Mm. Um, well, that's but a shame. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a shame you get to play with them then, you know, because you liked them and that would have been cool. But shit happens. Yeah, no. One day I'm gonna fucking meet them. You guys will quote me on that. One day I'm going to meet him. I'm going to explain what happened and how I apologize for this asshole that probably don't get on their, the show. Yeah, just don't get on their bus and be like, what are you doing on our bus? And they kick you off. That'd be really shitty to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sure they're cool in person. Um, no, yeah, hey, no. This is a random one. Any uh, big bands you met that were like either cool to you, surprisingly, or mean to you? And you don't have to say band names. It's just, have you had that experience where maybe you're open up for somebody and then they were, just didn't turn out to be what you thought? Yeah, no, we, um, so when I first started playing music, um, like, I'm not going to say when I first started, but when I first started trying to book shows, I was like, like just turned 16 and I was just like, you know, I can do this. And I was living on the West side and of Indy and, uh, this venue was in Terre Haute. But the band that we were supposed to open for, we had stood up. We had stood up because we were really embarrassed that we weren't able to sell our tickets. Um, and we thought that they were going to be really fucking harsh about it because we were supposed to support this band. And we're new. We were just kids. And we're like, we could sell 100 tickets. We could do this. We know a lot of people, yeah. you know. <laughs> and um, but. Yeah, they, they're huge. They are huge right now. And I have seen them at work tour. I have seen them everywhere. They've played the Egyptian room downtown and everything. And I'm just so pissed. I'm just like, man, but they were the nicest people. They were the nicest people back then. And they, 
they kind of understood without us saying too much. And they just kind of was like, you know what, pick it back up and keep going. It's okay. Don't worry about it. The show is going to go on. And that was really fun. That was cool. That's cool. Hmm. Well, sounds like you've had a lot of ups and downs, you know, like it happens. I mean, I would say like you've had the most members dying and so far in this podcast, not that that's anything to brag about, you know, but it's sad that you lost, you know what I mean? This is, it's, it's nice that you picked up and kept moving on and trying different bit members and I don't know, continuing the, the dream that you have. Yeah. 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 Aside from that, like, sounds like you've had a few like interesting stories. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's definitely up and down. (laughs) It happens for sure. Do you have a song that you would like for us to play? I think it's about time we try to wrap this up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. If you guys could play our single transmission and broadcast from the Queen Lofts, that would be. Awesome. And it just came out and it's say four weeks ago now. Still slightly new, but we're trying to push it hard, y'all. That's okay. <laughs> yep. We'll definitely get that out there for you. Not that we're anything huge or spectacular, but we do what we can. For sure. So, but yeah, if you want Yeah, well, it, you it was really you, cool. You said you have your own little podcast, like our little podcast. What are you doing for podcasting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually forgot to mention it. Yeah. So I do, it, the name is called the foundational fretboard and it's all about being a musician with kids and how life is being a musician literally with kids and how to be a musician and how to be the best father and like what that throws at you. So I'm really new. I've only released one episode. Um, one was supposed to come out yesterday and my platform had messed up. So I'm trying to re-upload it. Um, but I'm blame, really excited about it. Blame the kids for that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. Like, honestly, like I'm, there's a lot of parents, you know, parents out there would be parents wondering like, how the hell do you balance this out, you know, without quitting or some people quit. So that'd be great. That's an interesting platform for other people to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I will uh, include links to your band and to your podcast in the show notes. So anyone out there listening would like to find out more about it, you can go to the notes and it'll take you there. But Yeah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and uh, call it a night. So I just want to say thanks for coming out and talking with Ed and I. Definitely appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, dudes, be cool. I'm out here in Toledo and it's cold. So well, it's starting to spit rain here. I think it's a chance of snow up north. So it'll be Fuck. interesting. I did not say that. I mean, yeah, I'm uh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't fucking say fuck around here. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyone... You guys, what was that? I was just going to say, anyone out there listening, if you'd want to be on a future episode, you can always send an email to Brandon at darksideofthescene.com and we will get you scheduled on a future episode. Mike, we definitely appreciate it. And you want to drop the name of the song and your band name one more time so we can take it out? Yeah, it's the uh, Queen Lofts and the song is Transition and Broadcast and it's out pretty much everywhere that you can find it. All right. Sweet.
All right. Well, cool. we're going to roll it out. Good night, everybody. Thank you. See ya. Not expected, don't wait there